M. Wilson. And I'm Yasmin Khan. This is Money Haha. The podcast where smart, funny friends bring money talk out of the shame drawer and onto the table. Each week we discuss one of those money topics that pretty much everyone struggles with, but nobody feels comfortable talking about. And this week we have another special guest with us. She is the host of Hysteria on Crooked Media, and she's been a writer for Always Sunny in Philadelphia as well as many other projects. It's Erin Ryan. Yay. Thank you guys so much for having me. Wow. (laughs) That That was like almost choreographed. (laughs) That's called Fanfare for Erin Ryan. (laughs) In the key of, and that's the extent of my knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Hey, Donna. What's up? Let's open up our mailbag and read what our lovely listeners had to say about us. Anime Girlfriend says, thank you for the intervention of your lovely show, age 29, and I'm finally figuring out what money is. And she called us angels. Titled it angels. Aw. We, we love being your angels. <laughs> Hello, Charlie. <laughs> what, <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. But whatever age you're coming to us at, I think, you know, <laughs> no um, judgment. That's We're right. all still figuring it out. I'm a person and I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Schwickety, this is on Apple Podcasts, says, Such a delight. These girls have struck the perfect balance between good advice with practical steps and vulnerability with healthy side of silliness. Oh, we so silly. <laughs> they are serious about easing the shame around money. And then there is a heart emoji. I love your emojis. Keep the emojis coming. Yes. Thank you very much, Schwickety. Also, congratulations on having the best effing name ever. <laughs> <laughs> I also, you know, I think we are serious about being a little bit silly That's about right. money. We because take our silliness very seriously. It's important. Yes. Because you got to like ease, ease our brains, ease mm-hmm. ourselves into the topic. And when things make me uncomfortable, I just get a little ridiculous. So, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. When mm. it gets sweaty. Sweaty yeah. with schwickety. Is that inappropriate? Anyways, we got an email. <laughs> I will reveal the name of the person who emailed us at the end. This uh, (laughs) subject was, love your show. Uh, And the text says, just finished listening to the Money Haha podcast on financial privilege. What a great show. Funny, entertaining, and extremely informative. So looking forward to next week's show. Can't wait. I will also have you know, this person sent me a text message that says, you got to set me up with Carl the next time I'm in town. And I was very confused. And I was like, you want to meet Carl Tart? And he was like, no, Carl the Fog. (laughs) Um, This is my father (laughs) who contacted us through our official Money Haha email (laughs) address. (laughs) Shrey Wilson, thank you very much for your email. We also have a message from Ava St. John. Hate money, but love this show. Have to say what drew me to this podcast was Dara M. Wilson because I've listened to previous podcasts she has been on and I heart her me too. Otherwise, I would never listen to a podcast about money because I hate talking about money so, so much. But they make it fun and inviting. And I'm actually changing how I think about money after just two episodes. It's my new favorite pod. Thanks for making this. I agree. Dara is like, you know, the gem. I almost didn't share this one because it was uh, it said a nice thing about me and it made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> this is the immersion therapy we're doing on Dara's self 
like image where I'm like, just accept the compliment. I'm going to give you a hug. Brace yourself. A barrage of compliments. <laughs> Here's a message we got through uh, Instagram. Our Instagram is at Pod. if you want to contact us. Thank you so much for your podcast. I had recently been wanting to get a better hold of my finances and your podcast is better for me than other so-called money gurus who shame people for their student loan debt, etc. I suffer from anxiety and your podcast is the perfect balance of an educational virtual hug. Aww, we hug you back. Mm. Man, I, I've i got some podcasts, too, that I listen to um, to sort of try and quell my anxiety. So I'm really appreciative that we could be there for other people. Yeah. I'm hugging you right now. Can you feel it? <laughs> it's long now. In it's getting ears. creepy. It's, we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> keep on sending us your love, and we will keep sending it back. Yeah. Let's head back to the episode. How are How are you feeling today? I'm good. Um, I did slice my thumb with a knife right before I came here, and I discovered as a result of that that I had no Band-Aids in my house. Oh. So I had to MacGyver myself a mm-hmm. Band-Aid made out of a, a paper towel and a string that I play with my cat with. Uh, oh. But I'm fine now. I'm wearing a Band-Aid. I'm not bleeding everywhere. Now you're fine. <laughs> yes, now And I'm we'll fine. check in on that thumb at the end of the yeah, show and make I mean, sure everything's sure still Look, okay. it's like we can all see yeah. that the integrity of the Band-Aid is intact. That's right. I think we're... <laughs> Can I ask a prying question? Yeah. You did, um, did you get a little alcohol on there before you put that Band-Aid on? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Save that thumb. Yes. You need that thumb. <laughs> I all need. That good I'm left-handed, so yeah. I could technically, okay. I could yeah. lose the lose Bible. Um, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. I, this is something that I am embarrassed that I know because I find it all to be ridiculous, but Mercury is in retrograde right now, that which is supposed is to be. Real. See, but here's the thing. Opposite for me. Everything good in my life has happened when Mercury was in retrograde. Wow. Like, uh, like I, I decided to got offered my first job at Sunny. I like signed my apart, my, like my apartment lease. I moved here. I met my now fiance. Like, so it's you. You're the reason we all feel like it's all. Look, guys, you're all making small sacrifices for my benefit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just think of me as like the karmic one percent. Yes. <laughs> Sucking it all up. Sucking it all. I mean, up. I appreciate you guys so much. Oh my so god. Thank she you. Is so literally running. On our tears, <laughs> just fueling the engine of Aaron's success. <laughs> exactly. All my nighttime crying. It's all tears. <laughs> and my daytime crying. Just all the crying. We're really happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. Um, I'm wearing this new skirt that I am. Well, I have to give it back, but. Um, Why do you have to give it back? Because I, I'm re- I do the rent. I do rent. You rent the runway. So good. Yes, it's I do secret. that too. I do rent the runway. That's well. That's like a a peek into what we'll be talking about later, later, later <laughs> in the episode. But yes, I do rent the runway, and I got this little skirt, and it's so nice. Except it has a, a surprisingly high slit. And we were walking down La Cienega earlier, and my leg was just like, "Hey, it's me. Here I am." <laughs> For everyone to see, but I but I would have liked to make that choice myself. The <laughs> skirt was just taken. I was like, the world. I'm doing the world a favor right now. <laughs> I think if you're Whoa. going to show ass cheek, though, L. A. is the city to show ass cheek. Is like, that true? I think it's like the place where people don't think of it as a very big deal. Mm. I was I was in yoga the other day, and there was a man wearing a full on. And I'm not trying to disparage him at all because he's admirable. He was wearing a full on like rainbow sparkly. Brief, just a what? like a br- like a small little like brief. a little panty. It was like a banana hammock plus. 
just a little just more. A and he did a whole hot yoga class, and he was like doing inversions. He was doing handstands, and I was like two, <laughs> two people away from him, and I couldn't stop myself from thinking like. Am I going to see some surprise dong <laughs> in this class? Um, so I think like that was kind of the extreme of my mm. L.A. Like I'm accidentally seeing a part of somebody's body that they may not have intended to show. So like upper thigh is so OK. Totally fine. I'm j I'm like coming from the conservative bay where it's always cloud cover and everybody has to wear hoods at all times. Unless you're in the Castro and they're just like hands on hips. Oh, and then out they, there. like, had to pass some laws that were like, if you're going to walk around with no pants on, at least put down a little rag when you want to sit. And that's a real thing. <laughs> oh, <that> my goodness. <laughs> a real thing that happens. Gosh, I miss San Francisco. I oh. love that place so much. <laughs> Yasmin, do you want to get us a little bit into what we're going to be talking about today? I mean, I'm just in the world of, like, nakedness mm -hmm. and, like, showing off a little more than you would usually and where do you usually do that? I like to go out of town for that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, I like to make sure my regular people don't see all the side boob. So today our topic is bum, 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 saving for a vacation or not saving for vacation and seeing what happens. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to move right into the no judgment zone. The no, 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 no judgment zone. That's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> they change up every week, and we never know what's going to come out of us. But oh, what a treat for your listeners! <laughs> I, I'm sure they love it. <laughs> We're in this this new studio. It's there are musical instruments around us. I feel like the muses are moving like, mm. through me. I am showing a little bit of vacation side boob. Like I would yeah. never wear this shirt in the bay, but it's all happening. It's beautiful, and there's no judgment because. This is the segment where we share our own experiences with our week's topic without judging each other. Bah, bah, bah. <sighs> okay, I have a story. Many, many years ago, 10 years ago, I decided I was in grad school and I was going to go to Europe. I wanted to go to oh, Europe. Did you um, backpack in Europe? No. <laughs> no. Uh, my back does not allow for a pack. It's just... <laughs> A hostel-only situation or hotel-only situation. Yeah. Um, and I bought a ticket that I could not afford on a, on a credit card. That's why I said, ideally, you are saving for a vacation, not always. And right before I was supposed to go to the airport, I decided, you know what? I'm going to stop and just have a little self-care time, pop in, get my nail color changed real quick. So I can feel nice and fresh for this vacation. And oh, I can't believe I'm telling this story. It's the worst. You guys, I missed the flight. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the flight. Were you getting your nails done at the airport? Very close to the airport. Oh, but not inside not the terminal. Not inside of the terminal. Oh, I see. I missed the flight. Yeah. It was horrible. I had to, like, call family and do lots of, like, I don't all because all the other things were paid for. And, like, figure out a way to still get myself on the next flight. Oh, my God. Was and this on the way there or on the way on back? On the way there. It was. Because it was a sunk cost at that point. <laughs> um, because I'd already, like, reserved and put money down for all the things that I was going to do there. And I had the flight back already. Oh. Oh, my God. I just, it was the worst. I just cried the whole way was, there. Was this during the days before you could angrily tweet at an airplane and get them to do shit for you? Yes. This was, like, 10 years ago. Okay. I didn't think I even knew what a tweet was. It was around. I just was like... 
I'm not an early adopter. Right, right. I wait till like other people walk through with the fire. Right. Because if that happened like. now, you could feasibly be like, hey, Delta or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I just missed my flight and you're making me pay $5,000 or whatever. And yeah. You, and then somebody like DMs guilt you. Them, like yeah. socially guilt them. Right. That's yeah. like the only thing that works, though, because people are not nice at airports. No, usually. they really weren't. And I was still early for the flight, but I wasn't like an hour and a half early. I was like 45 minutes early. And they were like, this is not early enough for an international flight, young woman. <laughs> like, and uh, it's just, it was the worst. I still judge myself for this. No, we are in the I no know, judgment I know. zone. It's really hard. No judgment allowed. I'm yeah. empathizing with how awful that must have yeah. felt. I'm not judging you getting your nails done. The thing that felt the worst was that I had to ask other people in my family to help me. And I had to, and because I was in a state of urgency, I put them in a state of urgency, which is just a shitty thing to do. And I don't feel good about it. I have, I thought you had done like what I did maybe a month ago, also decided get a quick little polish change, or not even a polish change, which I don't really keep my nails polished. I'm raggedy. I'm a mess. <laughs> this is why I'm on podcasts and not visual. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll get my toes done. And then I went back to my gate, and then I was in the, what do you call it? The, the long hallway that leads to the plane. The terminal? No. The hallway, the corridor? Yeah, it's a corridor. It's the sky gate. Is that what it's called? I think so. It has like a the thing that makes you feel like, like an you're accordion. Gonna fall, yeah, we're gonna fall through oh, to the ground. Oh, the, um, it's the like it's like a walkway thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. The and fake floor though, where you feel like you're gonna die every yeah. time. I don't share that, but I hear you. Um, I was there and I was feeling light, and that's like the worst thing when you're traveling, where you're like, oh, I feel too light. I have Ooh. left something somewhere, and I le- I was so prepared. I had my little sandals with me because I knew I was going to do this thing when I had my layover, and then I left my real shoes and my ring and my glasses, <laughs> like my prescription glasses, all at the place. I had to I had to like come out and tell the people who were checking in for the flight. I was like, please, I gotta get, I need to, I left my stuff, and then I had to run. And these like stupid Croc flip flops are not made for running, so I'm like running. And my feet are going all over the place to go get my stuff and the ladies were just standing there like yeah girl you left everything <laughs> and then run back and barely made the flight but you were outside the airport you're saying i was outside. <laughs> i was at the front like yeah yeah oh man that's that's rough join us in the circle of shame Aaron. <laughs> The circle we've of warmed, no um, shame. We've warmed it up for you. That's right. Okay. Well, let me let me think about a, a no shame kind of um, <laughs> story. So, just to preface this, when we when I was a kid, we didn't have like a lot of money, and so when we, we would go on vacations because my parents still wanted us to, like learn about American history, so we would go to like campgrounds and Gettysburg, like not Disney World. You know, we we did that sort of thing where it's like what teachers do to their kids to make them feel intellectually <laughs> superior, even though we were economically less than. Mm. So we um, we used to do that a lot. And so when I was a kid, I never got to enjoy, like, any of the finer things. Um, I never got to upgrade. I never knew what that was like or anything like that. And so being at a point finally in my 30s when it was a sometimes thing that I could afford, it was <laughs> like, oh, my stars. So... <laughs> 
I went on a big trip because I didn't have the ability financially to travel when I was in my 20s, but I always really wanted to. And I love hiking and I love mountains and I love the idea of going somewhere where I, none of my ancestors had ever been, like seeing something that nobody who led to me had seen. So I wanted to go to the Himalayas in Nepal. I got it in my head that, that, that that's what I was going to do. And I spent like a year and a half planning it and saving it. And it started out as this like 10-day trek that I was going to do. And then it ended up becoming like a six-week thing. <laughs> oh where I, yeah, it was oh. like a whole thing. But the the thing that is a little bit judgment, I still think about this, but on the flight home from Kathmandu to New York at the time, I flew business class, which Ooh. was like three months rent. <laughs> it was so expensive. Like I paid for it. I remember I had to like call my bank to be like, guys, I'm about to charge a lot of money to my debit card. I didn't even have a credit card at the time. I just was finally at a point where I had enough money in my checking account yeah. to do it. I could not afford this. <laughs> but I but I really wanted to do it because I was like, I just want, I feel like that is success, is flying home business from Kathmandu. And so, yeah, I had to call them and be like, you need to let me pay X thousand dollars for this flight through Qatar Airways. It, it's going to seem like a strange charge, but trust yeah. me. And the back and forth between my bank, the airline, and me ended up taking like two hours of my day because the bank was like, are you? No, that's not. (laughs) And I would call Qatar and they'd be like, no, I'm sorry that your bank wouldn't pay for it. And I'd be like, oh, you guys. It it ended up being this like really embarrassing, (laughs) like two hour exercise and being reminded you can't afford this. But at that point, I was so determined to be like, I am going to do this that I uh, I ended up getting through it and then and actually on the way back from Kathmandu it was like Kathmandu to Doha and in Doha they have this like business lounge that is insane like it is it's like glittering and there's every food you can imagine and they have rooms that you can rent to oh. sleep in and they wake you up before your flight if you have to connect so I had a layover in in Doha and it was this like really cool experience and stuff but the thing that I remember most from the flight and the thing that has Apart from the sort of like mild shame of being like, I really didn't have the money to do that. And I'm very lucky that I was gainfully employed. I'm very lucky that I ended up getting like working in television where I was ma- – because if what was waiting for me on the other end of that trip had been like unemployment, I would have been fucked, <laughs> utterly fucked. And But they did – The thing that I liked the most about the flight, apart from everything, was that they give you pajamas – When you're flying business class international on Qatar Airways, relatable content, um, they give you pajamas. They gave me like a little top, which I I don't know what happened to it, but I still have the Qatar Airways sweatpants and I wear them all the time. And they're the most comfortable sweatpants I've ever owned. So that's my no judgment zone story. And now I'm going to go home and swim in my bin full of money. A la Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck style. I love, though, the part where it's just like, they were like, no, really. And you were like, no, really. I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm doing this. I am the mistress of my own destiny. (laughs) I'm in my 30s. I live in New York. This is what I do. (laughs) Yeah, you wanted them to enter the no judgment zone. Right. They just were like, are you sure? Are you sure? You're not sure. You have tens of thousands of dollars of student loans. This seems like a little bit of a waste. (laughs) 
<laughs> nope, want those free pajamas, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, $1,000 pajamas. There you They're go. worth it. So yeah, we are this week talking about saving for vacation. Let's uh, dig in a little bit more to some facts about this week's topic. So in past episodes, we've talked about trying to think about your money in terms of spending it on things you need versus things you want. NerdWallet recommends doing this 50-30-20 rationing. So that's like 50% ideally should go towards needs, 30% towards wants, and then the rest towards savings. If you choose to do this, you can pull from that 30% for your vacation. What NerdWallet recommends is before you are about to plan your vacation, not like I usually do, which is like, I said I was going to do this thing. How am I going to make it work? Um, Research. Add up your big ticket items like airfare, hotel, transportation while you're there, cost of the things you want to do, admissions to places and events and food and drinking and shopping. It all adds up really quickly. Mm -hmm. So put all that together. Divide the total cost that you come up with by the number of months until the vacation. And if the amount that you need to save per month is under 30% of your income, you're cool. If it's close or if it's over, what you can do is play with some changes to your trip. Go later so you have more time to save, make the trip shorter, plan on doing different activities, etc., etc. Lastly, consider setting up a separate savings account for your vacation savings and setting up an auto transfer that happens every time you get paid. I think we talk about this strategy a lot. It is something that it seems so simple but works so well for people, just actually socking the money away, getting it out of your bank balance so you don't think of it as something to spend. It can be especially helpful when you're trying to save for this kind of big ticket item like vacations. I think it's nice to also think about it as something because oftentimes with money, we think about what we need right now. And if you think about, like, I'm doing a favor for my future self. Have you ever been, like, really drunk at night and you, like, poured a glass of no, water? No, never. And I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you poured a glass of water for, like, this is for my midnight self that's going to wake up very, very much in need of this hydration. Like, drunk self did a nice thing for future self. Mm-hmm. When you're doing, when you're socking money away, like, and you get that little bit of, hmm, you can do that in this case where you're like, I'm not using this money for me right now. I'm using this for my future self, for my vacation self. So in the moment when you're putting it away, which is not the sexiest, most fun thing to do, you're still getting a little bit of that mental itch for like, I'm doing something nice for myself. I actually kind of get a rush from doing that, from putting it away. Yeah. Just because I, I went so long without being able to, to do that. Now, when I see a, an alert from my bank that's like a deposit hit your account, I immediately open up the app and I transfer Almost, I like keep my checking account balance at a certain amount. Just I, I don't for it's an arbitrary amount, but I keep mm-hmm. I keep it at that amount, and then I transfer everything over that to my savings account. And it sort of feels like the feeling of buying something online. It's like this: you get this little dopamine, like yeah, huh, and you can see your savings account balance just like go up, and it's kind of cool. I love oh that. Gosh. I think usually in my life, I am cursing past Dara. And I'm like, damn it, Pastor, why didn't you do the things you know needed to do instead of being kind to future Dara? So this is like turning that around for me. I'm planning for getting out of some debt. And then maybe there is a vacation in my future. Um, But that's the kind of like rush that I'm getting right now where I'm like looking at that number go down. I'm like, yeah, you take that. Yeah. Like I'm punching that debt in the face That's every how time I, feel, I pay yeah. it off. When I see my student loan go d- down, I feel that. I, ju- <laughs> I just paid mine off. 
just paid it off like a couple months ago. I actually congratulations. Thank you. I paid it off the same week that I was scheduled to give a commencement address at a college, <gasps> and I did it specifically so I could be like, I just paid my student <laughs> loans off in front of a crowd and have them cheer for me because that's how I felt. That's how I felt about it. I did feel like that once you said it, like justice. I wish I could pull a ripcord and have balloons come down. <laughs> it was because it's so anticlimactic when you pay down a debt because it's just now you, you just see the balance go from whatever it was, you know, two thousand dollars to zero. And that's it. And then like three weeks later, you get an email maybe that's like your account balance has hit zero. I got it from my student loan place. It's like, congratulations, you paid your student loans off. And But it's and like. you're like, where's my parade? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so just like I, I would say when you pay something down or you pay something off, the next time you're in an, you're in a, like a single serving social interaction, I just paid off my credit card. Even if it's like the, you know, the, the cashier at Barnes and Noble or whatever. <laughs> They're going to they're gonna be, if they have time to chit chat, they'll be like, congratulations. And that'll give you a little dopamine too. Yeah. We should celebrate things like that. I think we talk a lot on the show about the shame that comes with money. And sometimes, or a lot of times, I think you don't hear people saying like, oh, I paid off this debt because in the back of your head, you're like, well, now I have, I'm admitting that I had this debt to pay down, but celebrate it. And let people let other people know that it's possible. Yes. We need to hear your happy stories because <laughs> it's hard out here. It's mired in like all the oh, weight, all the weight, dollar dollar bills, and not the Scrooge McDuck kind. But at the same time, having obligations makes you makes you like a lot. Of, you're you're just like a lot of people. Oh like, yeah. You're. It's not not like oh well. The, the upside is you're relatable. Like that's not a great thing to be relatable about, but it means that you're like a normal person. And yeah. when you're walking around the world, you're surrounded by other normal people who maybe one or two of them are not going through what you're going through, but almost all the rest of them are or have. And so they they get it. Like you're not, you're a it's a it's yeah. a way to feel a little less alone, I think. Anything yeah. that'll give me a semblance of normalcy, I will go for. So maybe I just need to get more debt. Just kidding. <laughs> this is not financial advice. No. But that's why I say talking about it is yeah. important and can be empowering for you and empowering for the people around you so that even if you didn't talk about it while you were in the situation, it's like, oh, yes, I was going through that. You're going through that. We are all going through it. Yeah. We are all probably not supposed to take business class flights on Qatar Airlines, but we do it. <laughs> but you know what? That experience was a sort of optimistic move on my part. Not that I wanted that to be my entire future life. But you're but like I, betting I, on yourself. Yeah. I wanted to hmm. just be like, this is me doing something that I've always wanted to do. And it's not going to be the last time I do something that I've always wanted to do. But I just need to remind myself why I'm working. I'm working so that, you know, there's a whole world out there and there's a whole bunch of experiences out there that I haven't had yet and that I want to have. And there's nothing stopping me from having them as long as I'm disciplined about trying to get there. Now, the the flight itself, not a disciplined move. But <laughs> overall, what the trip ended up doing for me was like helping me think like, okay, you got this. Like you're a person who can do this. You can you can plan. You can save. You can go on a dream vacation. You can you know not die in the mountains. It was <laughs> it was a really like cool experience. And so even though I couldn't necessarily afford it, I didn't go into debt for it, and it ended up being like such a good thing for me. Maybe the best thing I've ever done for myself. I think, besides awesome. getting an IUD. 
That was another. That's really actually good. a really good one too. Yeah, it's <laughs> a really good one. It, it's right up there with the Himalayas. Yeah. It's, like, it's the I mean, Himalayas it's good, of not being pregnant. Yes, really. It's a good financial move, long term. That's long-term. thinking about mm-hmm. future you, mental health, financial health, so many things. That's right. <laughs> I think vacation has a little like this particular episode makes me feel a little more mm, okay. As I'm an indulgent person, and because vacation is like, it is by definition an indulgent thing, I have to try really hard to exercise and, like, discipline. Are you Catholic? No. Oh, Oh, no. um, My mom's Catholic. Right. Yeah. That just seems to me like a very Catholic, like somebody raised alongside or with Catholicism, like a way to think about things. Like, if you experience pleasure, there has to be its commensurate pain. Yeah. Well, it's the same. Well, and then it— it actually makes perfect sense with Catholicism because it's also like you should be disciplined, but also check out all our gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed are the poor. Bling, bling. <laughs> yeah, there is like a bit of a back and forth that I feel. But um, as my, if my husband was here, he would be rolling his eyes so far back in his head that he would no longer have eyes because <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, you are insane. You practice no discipline. And I'm like. You have no idea how much restraint (laughs) I am exercising right now by not getting that extra add-on for this service right now. Um, Because there's a part of my brain that kind of just turns off when I'm like, I'm on vacation. Like, YOLO, whatever. Uh And I have to, like, really try hard. You know, that is – I had never quite realized it until you articulated it. But I think that I have some problems with, like, indulgence as well. And in order to to compensate for that, what I do in the run-up to a big vacation is I have that month be a lean month. And I'm not talking about, like, food necessarily. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about I'm not really drinking very much, if at all. Mm -hmm. I'm not – like, this – I just came back from Italy – um, we're with uh, on a trip with my future in-laws. and um, But the month before, we didn't drink. We barely went out. We were, like, saving our money sort of. Saving your energy. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) cooking at home, getting a lot of rest, making sure that we were healthy enough to, like, enjoy vacation fully. And in the past, I've done a similar thing where it's like, I'm not going shopping this month. I'm not going out. I'm not bar hopping. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, it was like, I'll go out to one place. And then if people are going to leave and go to a second location or a third location, I'm not. I'm out. After the first location, I'm done. Never go to a second location. Never go to a second location. Don't let them take you there. Punch out that back. Tail light on the car. Never. <laughs> Don't go to, second Do not go to a second location. But I would just Safety but, tips, but I think like kind of dialing it back in the run up, if mm-hmm. it's something that you've had to budget for and that you've been planning for, like get yourself financially healthy enough and emotionally healthy and mentally healthy, physically healthy enough that you can actually enjoy what you're doing. And that'll end up helping you save money too. I, I think it's also so much uh, it feels so much better to be proactive about it because we'll do that too. We'll be like, we're not going to go out to eat this weekend because we got that thing coming up. It feels so much more just adult to do that rather than on the other side of it be like, I guess we're not doing anything because we have no more money. We mm-hmm. just spent it all. Even though it's like you're doing it on one side of the equation either way, but doing it ahead of time just feels cleaner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't. You also don't want to end being like, oh, I need a vacation for my vacation. Because that's why I feel like I usually end up where I'm like barely making it to vacation and then slogging through it once I get there because I like have just finally finished everything at work and then having to go right back to work and be like, but I didn't really get what I needed out of this. Mm-hmm. So The work thing is interesting too because I think in, as Americans, we have a really, really fucked up relationship with 
work and time yeah. off. And while vacations cost money, they also cost time that a lot of times you have to save that time up with yeah. your employer too. When I took my giant trip, my six-week week trip, I strategically planned it. I had my tickets booked and everything, and then I got a new job. And when I got, took the new job, I was like, just so you know, I'm going to be gone for six weeks. And here are some options. I'm happy to take unpaid leave. I'm happy to take, you know, keep my insurance and and do like and file a few things like so I I had the trip planned and it was some it was a factor into when I had a job. And and if that hadn't been something I that had been in in play, I wouldn't have been able to do it at all. Yeah, planning ahead. Um which actually so leads up. us <laughs> which actually leads us nicely into our action item. I need a song. Oh. Action. Item. No, that's a bad one. Let's do it over. No, no, no. no. I love it. That was kind of cool. Each week we give you a simple thing you can do right away to get better at money. And this week your action item is to use NerdWallet's calculator to plan your vacation. They make it super easy. Uh, We'll link to it in the show notes. Another shout out for the show notes. Look at the show notes. We're doing so much research. Read these things that we (laughs) are linking to, please. But seriously, for this one, it's... All of the work that you could do doing it on your own, they literally lay it out for you, and it's so easy to use. So highly recommend using that. Guess what time it is. What time is it? It was. Mm, mm, mm. Ah, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it is a segment where Dara laughs, uh, where each of us shares something we spent money on in the past week that we actually feel was worth the money. Dara, what was worth it? Uh, I believe we said that you were going to start this time. Yeah. What was worth it for you, Yasmin? So it's summer, going on vacation, spent some time with my family. We went to a lake and I have nice sunglasses and I realize these are not safe at the lake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These are not safe at the lake. And there's a part of my brain that's like, we have a thing in my house. We like to not have too much stuff. I was like, and you say we, but really you mean your husband. Yeah, I mean Greg. Um, <laughs> he's German. He has a very like minimalist, like, but you know, it's a, it's a constant struggle. And so I just I just went and bought some cheap sunglasses that were like, these are lake sunglasses. If they fall in the lake, it's fine. If they get scratched, if my knee steps on them, whatever, it's fine. It's a throwaway $10, but it's actually like protecting my nice sunglasses. So it was worth it. I, think I bought them. I did it. It was. I bought up. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. And I used them, and it was great. And I still have them, and maybe I'll use them the next time. I am on a trip where, you know, I could lose things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good with, like, my spatial and object reasoning at home, but when I leave town, it just goes to shit. Everything goes away. I do away. That with my keys. I'll go on vacation, and I'll put my house key. I'll be like, I'll never need these again. And I'll put, <laughs> I'll put them in a pocket that's just in my luggage. And, and then when yeah. I'm coming back, I'm like, oh, no, where did I put them? And I have to like I have to live in the street everything. now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because you're out of routine. Right. Yeah, you don't exactly. have like that little place. That, yeah. How about you? What was your it was worth it, Erin? So this is, again, I, I'm not, right now I'm not in a full-time job. I'm like, my writer's room ended last month and I'm just doing like my podcast and working on my own projects, which means I am alone all the time, which means I'm driving myself crazy, which means I'm like cooking a lot for myself. So the other day, I got it in my head that I wanted to make beef carnitas. Mm. I bought all the ingredients, and then I saw in the recipe that you need a pressure cooker. And I was like, I don't have a pressure cooker. You know what? I'm going to get an instant pot. So I got in my car. I drove up La Brea to the little Target there in West Hollywood, and I bought an instant pot. It was like 99 bucks, I think. Took it home, and 
made carnitas and they were amazing, amazing. And it took like 45 minutes. What should have, what could have taken like 10 hours in a, yeah, it was so, it was unbelievably fast. And they were like fall apart good. They were so, so, so good. And um, it was a, it was a night that I was prepping for my podcast. So I like, am you know, listening to things, researching and cooking and thinking and getting my thoughts in order. And um, my fiance was like, oh, you cook carnitas on the night we're not Together? I see. Cool, cool. But I love the, I am so shocked at how much I love the Instant Pot. It's like super easy to use. It's a very scary piece of equipment, but it doesn't seem scary as you're working with it. It's great. They, people who have it, love it. And I'm jaw on the ground because I, on my aforementioned lake trip, make carnitas, but we did the old fashioned way. It took eight hours. So long. It's 45 minutes. You have to like, you know, juicy, brown, juicy you have to like meat. brown so them in the yeah, yeah. skillet and everything, but then you just throw them in there with like some broth and they was, call it an instant pot for a reason. They do. So everyone instant. who has one is like raves about it. It's like a cult, so I'm a little bit <laughs> trepidatious. Yeah, I mean, we are going on a sex retreat later, me and my cool. instant pot. You're welcome yeah. to come. It's <laughs> so kind of you. Dara, do you want to come to my sex cult? Just kidding. What's your it was worth it? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I'll follow you anywhere, Yasmin. Um, my It Was Worth It for this week. I talked about it at the top of the show. This skirt that I'm wearing from Rent the Runway, uh, they have a, a monthly uh, box. Like, there's a lot of, like, rental box for normal clothes um, that you can use. It's on the more expensive side, so I pause it very often <laughs> unless I feel like I need something. But I was like, I'm going on this trip. I'm going to LA. I don't feel like anything fits me. And I was like, I'm just gonna, okay, I'm turning it on. I'm getting some stuff. I'm gonna feel good. And it, I mean, I feel good. You look My good. Leg is out, whatever yeah. it wants to be. And and I didn't have any stress. Um, so yeah, it was worth it. Please mm. don't look up the price. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people, um, I used to do CNN and MSNBC back in New York. And if you're doing cable news all the time, almost every woman who does it uses rent the runway. Oh. Because it's like you can't have a mil- yeah. you, you you can't have like 50 dresses in like jewel tone colors in your cl- it's a ridiculous thing to expect anyone to have but if you repeat your outfits people get pissed which is weird yeah i in 2017 i was doing a podcast that also uh, showed a, a video feed on like free speech tv's tiny little uh, tv station but still it meant that people were looking at me 4 days a week Mm-hmm. Every week, that's when I first started doing the. I I think I was doing Latote at the time, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe another one. But I was like, I don't have enough clothes <laughs> to satisfy this lifestyle. Right. Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, but it's also so weird. It's like, why do I need to give you the illusion that I have infinite clothes? Yeah. Right. Like, why is that important? There it was actually... a big thing about with Tiffany Haddish. Because oh, yeah. over one award season, she had this, like, white dress or something that she kept yeah. wearing. And she was like, yeah, because I got a nice white dress. <laughs> she's like, it costs, like, excellent. It costs, like, almost $2,000. Yeah. And she, like, got applause every time she wore it because she was like, I'm going to recycle this piece of clothing. Right. I think about it a lot on TV shows. I'm like, where are where are the repeat outfits? Uh-huh. Right. I've at least it's like, where's your favorite sweater? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll see clothing that I recognize from like browsing online shopping and I'll be like, why are you a teacher wearing rag and bone? Tell yeah. me, how are you affording this? <laughs> there are there are websites dedicated to um, telling you what people are wearing on certain television shows, especially the ones where <laughs> 
especially the ones uh, where fashion plays a really big part. So in like uh, like Empire. Scandal, Empire, um, what's her Mindy other Project show? does a lot yeah. there. You can go on because there will be times where somebody's wearing a jacket. You're just like. I gotta have that jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Where is, or at least I need to see it so I can go visit it every once in a while. Cause really I can't afford it. But also, she doesn't have any money in the show. How come she has this? Yeah. Why jacket? is she wearing a Valentino coat? Right. Did she steal it? Why right. is it the show about that? Right. Where's that bad? It's just about a woman who steals really expensive clothes. She and nobody knows. Life. She has a normal Nobody life. knows. I wanna see the stealing. That's yeah. right. I wanna and see the And then burns that. it because you never see it again. Exactly. <laughs> Right. Like. <laughs> she immediately throws it away. Who needs this $3,000 coat? Yasmin was uh, gesturing before because uh, she's got some jewelry. Like, you've heard of door knocker earrings. Get no, ready. Yeah. These are literally There's door knockers. There's a show with Drew Barrymore where she turns into a zombie and as part of her Santa Clarita diet and as part of, like, them demonstrating that she's, like, a fierce new woman, she's, like, always wearing this big, bad gold jewelry. And I love gold jewelry. It's my tone. It's that. <laughs> mm. And she has these earrings in one where it's like, it looks like a door knocker. It's and it's a, a lion holding like a door knocker. And I went online and went to that website and I got, I'm like, this is my ensemble for the whole summer. <laughs> it was not expensive. It was surprisingly inexpensive. And, um, I love it. it and was I'm worth like, it. yeah, it Great. was so worth it. We're still in it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens. <laughs> but I'm like, I am, I'm zombie lady all year long. I'm just going to live in that space. <laughs> Well, I think that's about it for us. Thank you so much, Erin, for being here. Thank you, guys. This was really fun. Good. I'm glad. Uh, Let people know where they can find you. And if you have anything to plug, now's the time. Oh, well, this week I'm on Love It or Leave It, which you can find on iTunes and all that. And every Thursday there's a new episode of Hysteria. And also, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia returns in September. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Money Haha. Ha. We're going to be going on a short hiatus, but make sure you watch this feed and watch our social medias for new episodes, which are going to be coming up real soon. We're working on good stuff for you. If you like the podcast, show that support. Rate us. Leave us a great review wherever you're listening to this right now and make sure you mm, subscribe. Send us your stories, questions, and ideas for future episodes. We would love to hear your lovely voice. I hope you sound like that. Here's how to send it to us. First, record a voice memo on your phone. Kick it off by telling us your first name, where you are, or you can remain anonymous. Then share your story or question or comment in around 30 seconds or so. Take that whole thing, attach it to a email, and send that email to hi at moneyhahapod.com. That is hi at moneyhahapod.com. Follow us, tweet us, moneyhahapod on Twitter and Instagram. Dara is at Dara M. Wilson on Twitter, and I am Yasmin K. on Instagram. Money Haha ha is a production of the Even app. Learn more at even.com. It's hosted by me, Dara M. Wilson. And me, Yasmin Khan. Our executive producer is Jane Lybrock. Our producer is Phil Circus. Our designer is Allison Chan. Our social media manager is Nicole Maltrati. Our production manager is Adejoke Adegoke. And our theme music is Money by Antique Naked Soul. You got my dough. Save your breath, there's no Until next week, have a nice life. I will never loan you no money, no more. It's not a gift, it was a loan. I've been calling, but you don't see ya.